getting outside and sitting on the ground as much as you can over a period of days, often people can start to shift out of that danger response and maybe start to tolerate some basic detoxifying things or nervous system work. Hello, my friend. I am so glad that we get to spend some time today to chat about your nervous system and the regulation behind it and why it's important. I want to start by talking about what we're going to be covering today. Then I want to talk about personal experiences and then just some caveats to pieces before we get into our conversation with Dr. Kat. Okay, so the first being, what are we talking about today? We're going to be talking about the nervous system, the brain infection, gut health connection, and why it's important to regulate our nervous systems when we have chronic illness situations going on. We're going to be talking about why the nervous system is at the root of many of the experiences that we're having, how this work can really contribute to a feeling of wellness and really opening up of drainage pathways and killing of parasites just by regulating the nervous system. We're going to be comparing what it looks like to be chronically ill versus a path of balancing out the nervous system and what it looks like on a daily basis throughout this process. Um, we're going to be talking about the cell danger response and rebooting the cell danger response, what it means to do a mitochondrial reset. So some really fun pieces here. Now, how I got involved with this conversation and this work and taking it seriously and wanting to have this conversation on the podcast is that I was getting quite a few clients. I would say maybe 10 to 20% of my clients come to me. I'm like, okay, I know what the issue is. We're going to start addressing it. And we start addressing it. And all the tools that I would generally use to help these individuals just doesn't work. They respond poorly to protocols or they just do them and nothing changes and oftentimes their mitochondrial symptoms are quite high. And no matter what I do to support their mitochondria, it just nothing really shifts. And oftentimes practitioners can get really frustrated with this. I know we put so much time and energy into making protocols and outlining things for clients. And we're just as invested, like really wanting to come alongside you and help you. Um, and it's discouraging when the body's just like, no, nah, I don't think I will. And it really makes no sense. And so about a year and a half ago, I was chatting with a colleague about what was happening with one of my clients. And she had said, well, have you, have you done any nervous system retraining? And I'm like, huh? She said, well, here's a program, check it out, recommend it to the client, see what happens. So I recommended Primal Trust to this client. The client did it. And within two months, I saw her again. She was night and day different human. And so we kept up with her protocol. And all of a sudden, she was taking on her protocols and the body was changing. And it was just such a great moment for me that I started recommending it more and more and more. So there are a couple of programs that I recommend in this space, DNRS, Primal Trust, Gupta program, depending on the individual, but a lot of them are the same and that we're really focusing on the nervous system, retraining the brain and really going from the ground up so that the body can heal itself in many ways and just kind of like click into place. Oftentimes, if you have a really great chiropractor, they'll talk about very similar things and that by supporting the nervous system, which is what chiropractors do, we're adjusting things so that your body can just slide into balance. And for example, if you have digestive issues and they adjust you, it could resolve the digestive issues because it was that the nervous system was dysregulated and the body needed to be adjusted into this new space. So really cool stuff. Now comes the, the 
kind of not, I don't want to say red flag, but just the conviction that I get over this work. And if you are not a Christian woman, you can skip through this part and just, I'll talk for maybe two minutes on this piece. You can just fast forward. Um, if you are, I encourage you to listen. Heck, even if you aren't, maybe you can learn something, which is always fun. You can never, what's the thing that I, I always say, like, there's no harm in information. And you can just load it up in your toolkit and be on your merry way. So with any nervous system work I've found with many of these programs, they mention universal source energy, universal power, self-healing, those sorts of words. And as a Christian woman who has very, with every ounce of my being, believes that Jesus is real, Jesus died on the cross for our sins, relying on universal source energy as the sovereign power over my life is just not real. And so I think that there's an aspect of, I know, I don't think, I know that there is an aspect of nervous system retraining that comes to understanding that there's a sovereign God that created everything, including us, and who sent his son to die on the cross for us so that we could live with him forever. And so if your nervous system is dysregulated and you're continuing to rely on a quote unquote sovereign universal source energy, it, it's just, it's missing the point. It's missing the mark. And so if you are a Christian woman who decides to walk down this path of nervous system retraining, understand that some of the programs out there do mention self-healing. They're a little bit new age leaning. So I just wanted to preface that because the last thing I want as um, in, in so many ways, your guide, and I do take it very seriously, um, is to push you down a path that is spiritually contradicts your walk with the Lord. So if you do decide to move forward with these programs, myself personally, I've done them. And so if you do decide to move forward, just know that like anything in the world, we need to have discernment and know that there is no universal source energy, right? And, and you know that. So I just wanted to preface that. Okay. Dr. Kat, she's brilliant. Loved our conversation with her. She's a DPT and a physical therapist, a neuroscience-based mind-body practitioner. Her professional focus is chronic illness and trauma healing. She's the founder and CEO of Primal Trust Academy and Community, a rapidly growing worldwide platform helping others unlock their self-healing. Her online program combines brain retraining, vagus nerve toning, somatics, and trauma-informed practices. So if after listening to today's episode, you want to give it a whirl and check out Primal Trust, I've put together a special link for you. You can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash primal trust. That's H-E-A-L-T-H-F-U-L-P-U-R-S-U-I-T.com slash Primal Trust. So healthfulpursuit.com slash Primal Trust. Okay, let's get to our conversation today with Dr. Kat. Hey, my name is Leanne Vogel. I'm fascinated with helping women navigate how to eat, move, and care for their bodies using a low-carb diet. I'm a small-town holistic nutritionist turned three-time international best-selling author turned functional medicine practitioner, offering telemedicine services around the globe to women looking to better their health and stop second-guessing themselves. I'm here to teach you how to wade through the wellness noise to get to the good stuff that'll help you achieve your goals. We're supporting your low-carb life beyond the if-it-fits-your-macros conversation. 
hormones, emotions, relationship to your body, workouts, letdowns, motivation, blood work, detoxing, metabolism. I'm providing the tools to put your motivation into action. Think of it like quality time with your bestie mixed with a little med school so you're empowered at your next doctor visit. Get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn about your body and how to care for it better. This is the Keto Diet Podcast. Hey, Kathleen, how's it going? Great. I'm so glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me for this conversation. Yeah. So I just went through your official bio, but can you tell us kind of how you got started in this work? What lights you up? More about Kathleen. Sure. Well, I was not intending to be a chronic illness expert. I, you know, really wanted to be a physical therapist and, you know, work on orthopedics and athletes and all that fun stuff. But I started seeing a lot of chronic weird symptoms when I was, when I was a physical therapist and started studying mind-body connection because, you know, I, I ended up seeing a lot of people that went from doctor to doctor, therapist to therapist and weren't getting better. And so early on in my career, I started learning about mind-body connection, chronic pain connection, and started seeing some weird things like Lyme disease and fibromyalgia. And ironically, I started to get symptomatic as well after um, traveling and picking up parasites, which I know you're uh, very versed in. And really, for me, this parasite infection from South America tipped me over and you know, back then this was 2003. No one thought, you know, like in the States, like, oh, nobody has parasites here. I'm like, yeah, but I was out of the country. And they're like, oh, no, no, you're fine. And I would go from doctor to doctor. I mean, like something is wrong with me. And then all of a sudden I wasn't digesting stuff. And I literally, this is crazy. I ran out of money and I ended up in this homeless medical clinic in downtown Portland because I couldn't afford medicine. And there was a naturopath there. And he's like, I think you're reacting to something called gluten. And I'm like, what's gluten? And back then, nobody talked about gluten allergies. Well, I started cleaning up my diet and I started working on my own way of working on parasites, but I was never the same. And over time, I developed more and more issues. Uh, Eventually, I couldn't even work. And then eventually diagnosed with things like chronic fatigue syndrome, Lyme disease, Uh, mold toxicity, of course, the parasites that were still there that I couldn't get rid of. And this went on for years and years. And because I had had that mind-body background as a physical therapist, eventually I started putting pieces together and understanding the amount of influence that our brain and our nervous system has on infection, on our gut health, on all of these things I was being diagnosed with. I started to find a common denominator like why isn't my body kicking parasites? Why isn't my body kicking these things? And of course, there's often a trauma root as well, but it comes down to the brain and nervous system and our our vagus nerve that regulates all of these things that helps our immune system to be smart, to be able to modulate, to not be confused. It helps to regulate our digestion. And as I started to implement a lot of these practices of brain retraining and nervous system work, I started to heal. And that was after over a decade of going from doctor to doctor, trying every protocol I could and not 
really getting anywhere. When you say I was never the same, can you explain that a little bit? Because I'm sure there are women listening that are like, yeah, I've never been the same either. (laughs) So what was your experience? Well, I think that I had this classic uh, thing that can happen where we have a high stress situation. I was traveling. I was going through a relationship breakup and I happened to get a parasitic infection. It's usually some type of classic thing where I'm stressed and I get some type of bug, virus, exposure, chemical exposure, and the system collapses, meaning the nervous system got so much input at once, relationship, new environment, new pathogens to deal with, and it couldn't keep up. And what will happen is it's almost like the straw that breaks the camel's back. All of a sudden, our nervous system, instead of coming back into balance, it just doesn't. And we remain in a state of what ends up becoming a chronic stress response where our immune system is offline, our digestive system is offline, we don't detox quite like we used to, our brain starts not working quite like we used to because we're actually in a stress pattern that maybe we're not even fully conscious of, but we're just not the same. We've lost a sense of ourselves, and our nervous system is uh, in a state of distress underneath the scenes. And usually when we get into that point, I know with working with women over the last 15 years and also being a woman (laughs) that struggled is like the last thing on our mind is thinking about stress patterns and our brain and our nervous system. We're like, okay, what food do I need to eat or how can I double down on what I'm doing to make things better? Have you seen that as a reaction to that stress response of like, okay, let me just double down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. And I spent 10 years. Okay. What diet, what protocol, what supplements, what movements, like, like all the things. I mean, spent everything I had and tried a bazillion different things because we're trying to just, we've got to solve this because we got to get back to work. We got to take care of the kids. We got to do X, Y, and Z. And unfortunately, and this is one of the biggest things that I teach now is the way that we approach the issue is often a stress-based reaction, stress-based diet, stress-based patterns. And that actually reinforces the chronic stress response. And you're not going to get out of the situation trying to help yourself in a stressful way. So that connection that you were talking about, having gone down, doubled down, supplements, protocols, all the things, throwing stuff at the problem, when you started to see that connection between brain, infection, gut health, what were you seeing and how was that approach different than what you had been doing previously? Well, it really happened about a decade later of frantically trying to fix myself where I realized this isn't working, Kathleen. You would have fixed yourself by now if that was the way. You are a smart woman. You've been to some of the best doctors in the world and you're still sick. And I went through this grieving process at first, like, oh my God, I cannot use my type A personality to fix myself. And these type A doctors are not able to fix me either. And as I started to sort of surrender and let go, I remembered the science of chronic pain. And I remembered that there's a huge mind-body connection. And you actually, if you have chronic pain, you've got to ironically surrender into the pain and not be stressed about the pain and let the pain be there. And I thought, what if I took that same approach to infection, to mold illness, to parasites, et cetera? Like in other words, let my body be the way it was and come into a sense of safety as is 
and began just nervous system regulation. And that is what shifted everything. Like the irony of letting myself be sick and trying to calm myself while being sick is what shifted it. Okay. So for people that may not be familiar with some of these keywords that you're talking about, nervous system, vagus nerve, can you explain what you're talking about here a little bit? Sure. So our body is run by our autonomic nervous system. If you're trying to improve your digestion, if you're trying to improve how you're thinking, how your immune system functions, how you're detoxifying, that is all run by your autonomic nervous system. And there's a nerve called your vagus nerve that that is the big daddy of the autonomic nervous system. It literally connects all of these organs in your body. And so if you want to improve your autonomic nervous system, which is, you know, the master computer of everything, targeting the vagus nerve and doing training and exercises to improve its function is one of the number one things to do. The second thing that runs our whole body is our limbic system. And specifically, we've got our amygdala, our hypothalamus that sends messages to our pituitary. So these structures in your brain, the limbic system, which is the emotional center of the brain, that's also deciding if you're safe or not safe, and then creating a particular biochemistry throughout the whole body, depending on that answer, am I safe or not safe? So you've got your autonomic nervous system running your organs, your neurodigestion, you've got your brain that's making these decisions about safety and also sending signals to the body. And that's why the work I do is not just brain retraining and it's not just nervous system work. It's both because they're both in communication. And so regardless of what you've got going, and this is what we're finding in our primal trust program, it doesn't really matter what your diagnosis is. At the end of the day, the root, root, root is your autonomic nervous system. It's running the show. So if you can find ways to target that through working with the brain and working with the vagus nerve, you're going to hit the way that your body functions most directly. Okay. I have so many questions. When it comes to brain retraining, are you just thinking, are are you referring rather to just negative thoughts? Like a woman that might be listening, might be hearing you and thinking, okay, okay, okay. So brain retraining is just like thinking bad about my situation. Or is it more than that when you, when you're referring to brain retraining or is it totally something different? (laughs) The brain is constantly making associations with everything as safe or not safe, good or bad. It's a meaning making machine and it's also a rehearsal machine. And so brain retraining has, yes, a conscious component, which is what am I thinking? But there's also an unconscious component, which is what is my brain sensing right now that it's reacting to? Because it can unconsciously start to react to foods, to chemicals, to mold, to people. And it can decide that these things are a threat because maybe in the past, let's say, you're eating a food and you have an argument with your spouse, your brain can literally tag that food as the threat when you're actually mad at your spouse. That's the brain just, it makes associations. And so brain retraining is teaching your brain to make new associations, new associations to food, to chemicals, to even the pathogens in our body, our hormones. We can start having negative associations to our menstrual cycle. So this is big part of premenstrual stuff. We can literally react as soon as the body senses that hormone shift, everything's going to hit the fan because in the past you couldn't regulate your mood, et cetera. And now the body and the brain are on, you know, red alert that bad things happen when my hormones shift. So you can retrain your brain consciously to make it new associations. And we do that through lots of methods. Of course, there's the typical mindfulness and things like that, but 
in our program, we use a lot of visualization practices and we use a lot of memory repatterning practices. So that's just simple ways of hacking the way that the association or the meaning making meaning making center of your brain operates. Okay. So what what you said previously, the root root is nervous system. It's not mold and that we need to create these new associations when we're surrounded by these things as somebody who I'm trying to rectify both in my mind, because we do know that like mycotoxins are super not great. And when they get into the liver, they're going to block things. Are you saying that you can get to a point where your body, like you could be in mold and it's not going to react simply because your nervous system is not going to react? Is that kind of what you're saying? So I always want to say this. It's not that it's, it's both. It's important to be in a clean environment. It's important to, you know, if you're living in toxic mold, well, that's not awesome, okay? However, also know that if you happen to have, like there are people who can live in toxic mold and be fine. Why? Maybe they've got some good genetics, but they also may have a nervous system that just so happens to be really good at identifying mold and detoxifying it and not getting it stuck in the system. And so, you know, it's it's both. You can, even if you have the genetic issues with mold, which I do and I did, I trained my brain living in mold because I couldn't move to handle it. Now, do I feel better when I am not in mold? Yes, I can tell the difference. Did I learn how to live and get my vitality back in mold? Yes, I did. So it's possible and it's all about getting your detoxification pathways as open as possible. And the number one way of doing that is your nervous system health. January is here. Can you believe it? How are you doing with your New Year's resolutions? Mine is pretty easy to focus on my well-being. That's kind of my goal every day, day in and day out. We all know that the foundation of well-being is a good night's sleep. I will never be one of those people that sets my alarm to go to the gym early (laughs) and cut down on my sleep. So if I could do just one thing to improve my sleep and overall well-being, it would be taking the number one mineral for that, which also helps me personally on so many levels, I can't even begin to go through the list. I'm talking about magnesium. Actually, I'm talking about magnesium breakthroughs specifically by Bioptimizers. The seven different forms of magnesium in the supplement are involved in over 300 enzymatic reactions in the body. Pretty much every function in your body gets upgraded when you take magnesium. From your quality of sleep to brain function, metabolism, stress levels, and let's face it, even if your 2024 resolution has nothing to do with your health, how are you going to achieve your goals without quality sleep and stress management? Like, really? So do yourself a favor and make Magnesium Breakthrough part of your daily routine this year so you can get the vitality you need to conquer your dreams. You can go to buyoptimizers.com slash keto diet. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet one zero for 10% off any order. Again, that's buyoptimizers.com slash keto diet and use the code keto diet one zero for 10% off. 
Okay. So there are those individuals who live in mold and I work with a couple of them and it's, it's hard to not get in this space of every time you walk through your door, you're thinking this home is making me sick. I hate living here. I wish I could move. Like, and I, and I describe these things only because so many of us probably have like what you're describing earlier, these patterns and thoughts that we may not even be conscious to. So it sounds like what you're saying too is, all of those thought patterns surrounding if you're walking in your home and you know that there's mold and you're having all of these things go on in your brain, it's probably not helping your situation all that much. Would you agree? And it is so hard to make that shift. I was right there with you. Like this house is killing me. I mean, that is a very stressful thought to the body. (laughs) Okay. And when someone said, well, you need to retrain your brain at first, I wanted to flip them off, you know, like screw you. Um, But I had two little kids and frankly, I didn't have a choice. At the end of the day, I needed to, I I learned as much as I could about the science of neuroplasticity. I read as many testimonies as I could of people healing, even though they had mold illness. And I learned like, okay, it's possible. It's possible to do this. And yes, the ideal is that, you know, you get out of the environment. If you can't, you clean it up as best you can. You get the best mold filter that you can. And, you know, you, you make your home a sanctuary and a temple, despite having those, uh, that substance in it. And we've got to remember, like we have lived in mold for centuries. We have lived in mold for, if you go like, you know, look at ancient history, like places were moldy. I grew up in mold. Why are we not tolerating it? So it's not that we can't live in it. We are just having a way less tolerance of that because our nervous system is overloaded. So I knew that I needed to find another way to uh, coexist with it and to do the best I could to shift my mental state, both consciously and unconsciously. And a lot of the things also with mold, I just want to say this, is that it often goes hand in hand with relationship disharmony. I see this again and again, either you grew up in a troubled household and the environment was toxic or your current environment is toxic. So cleaning up the toxicity in your relationships with the people that you're living with is also one of the best things you can do to help yourself with mold illness. Mm, Beautiful. Thank you for that description. Now, you mentioned an overloaded nervous system. Can we talk about some of the ways that this happens? Because it sounds like that's kind of at the root. The nervous system just gets so frazzled, overloaded, and that's where kind of all this stuff starts happening from. Is that kind of what you're saying? And then yeah. if so, what what does that, why? Why is it happening? Well, it's multifactorial. So you've got a nervous system that is getting overloaded with emotional stress, Uh, usually that can often start in childhood with just certain patterns like people-pleasing, perfectionism, overly controlling. Maybe you were raised in an abusive environment. Maybe you were actually praised too much. And then as an adult, you feel like you have to keep that up to be lovable. So there's a lot of like underlying emotional charges that the nervous system has to deal with on a daily basis. Maybe there's relationship issues. Maybe there are, you know, in over time, chemicals, pathogens, physical injuries that also over time create a load on the nervous system. So it's not usually just one thing, although it can be, it's usually multifactorial, you know, long time stress habits, relationship work stress, and then some type of chemical, emotional, or sorry, chemical pathogen exposure. And we tend to blame the chemical and pathogen as the whole deal when it's not, it's usually just the straw that breaks the camel's back, which is why 
many people can tolerate mold and parasites and Lyme and viruses. Like you can test people that have these things and they're totally healthy as far as their physical symptoms. And yet they have these things in their body. Why are they not symptomatic? Their nervous system has not reached its threshold of too much. And so is your approach kind of having been in both worlds of supporting the nervous system, it sounds like, and I never really thought of the nervous system allowing us to open up drainage pathways. But when you said that, I was like, yeah, of course, that makes so much sense. Now, having done the protocol side of things, the nervous system side of things, do you feel like there's a good merriment of both in a good health plan? Or do you find like, and this might be more of an individual question, I feel like it might be, but, or do you find like nervous system work has to come first or protocols with supplements have to come second or first or, or what, what is your approach now having done both as to what, what you would recommend? Well, my opinion comes back to a theory uh, or known as the cell danger response theory by Robert Navio. Have you heard of that theory? Yes, I have. Know? Yes. So cell danger response simply means that our cells at some point get stuck in a quote danger response, which means that they are shutting down their detoxifying system. They are hardening their walls. You're using all of your energy to communicate to other cells to say, hey, we've got stress, toxins, pathogens in the environment. We need to protect ourselves." And what happens with chronic illness is we simply get stuck in a cell danger response. Now, how do we get out of a cell danger response? That happens when a part of your cell called your mitochondria gets a voltage change that signals safety. How does a voltage change happen? It happens in a lot of ways. It happens with particular chemicals in the body, but it can also happen emotionally. It can also happen with our electromagnetic field changing. And I think one of the number one ways of changing our electromagnetic field is something called heart-brain coherence. And we know, we know from, you know, lots of studies with meditation, Joe Dispenza's work, even now our primal trust work, that when you can get that signal of safety between your heart and your brain, it literally trickles all the way down inside the cell, inside that mitochondria and shifts you out of that danger response, starts telling the cells, okay, guys, let's start absorbing nutrients again. Let's get the factories going. Let's detoxify. So I personally believe the best thing you can do is getting your nervous system because it is the most direct pathway. It is way more powerful than any detox drops you're going to take. Your nervous system runs everything. If you can get that to trigger safety, that is the quickest, most direct pathway out of cell danger response. Now, sometimes people, for various reasons, have a really hard time with that then I would say still always some type of basic nervous system work, whether it's a breathing practice, whether it's a basic vagus nerve practice, a basic brain retraining practice, alongside some type of protocol to gently open up their detox pathways. Some people cannot even tolerate protocols. They're in so much of a cell danger response that even a homeopathic medicine, even energy medicine literally triggers that cell like no danger We're we're coming out of this, we need to stay in this threat response. And so that's the key. It is somewhat individual. And the practitioner, I think, needs to be really careful of, can this person tolerate protocols? And if they cannot, what else can we do to shift them out of the cell danger response so that they can tolerate protocols? I know for me, if you're really severe, just getting outside and sitting on the ground as much as you can over a period of days 
often people can start to shift out of that danger response and maybe start to tolerate some basic detoxifying things or nervous system work. But you know, the end of the day, the big daddy running your entire detox system is your nervous system. It's going to shift your epigenetic switches. It's going to, you know, shift uh, the cellular communication. And, you know, secondarily, I think that the protocols often assist with that, but it really is, yeah, somewhat individual. So sorry, that was a long rant. Hopefully that made sense. It makes so much sense. And I see that clinically day in and day out. I see the CDR really as like your body needing a reboot, you know, like when old computers used to just be broken and you'd have to go control, delete, delete, and then it would reboot. Um, And there's nothing you can do to that computer at the time. Like you can keep pressing all the keys. It's literally doing nothing. And I would agree with you on the mitochondria piece. I can usually tell within the first conversation I have with a client kind of where their mitochondria is at. And if the mitochondria symptoms are not changing, no amount of protocol, no amount of tinctures or anything, anything will work. You really, really have to go with that. And that I agree with you. That can be really challenging. I find most of the individuals with that mitochondria score that's just really high, they're having a lot of mitochondrial symptoms, are the individuals who need the nervous system work most, but are the ones who resist the nervous system work most because they're so used to having 20 plus supplements and six plus practitioners and all these things that they're doing. And and the suggestion of how about we take away all supplements (laughs) and all of this, and you're going to do one thing is just so overwhelming to them. So I can say from a clinical standpoint, um, yes, 100% to that. I like how you describe the voltage change. I'm wondering how, what your view would be on chiropractic as assisting with that voltage change. Any thoughts on that? Yeah. In fact, I've been really, um, my latest uh, project is sort of getting back to my roots on structural stability as another gateway of unlocking some of these patterns. And I think it's like, yeah, I think special, like a very skilled chiropractor who especially understands upper cervical alignment, which regulates so many things is important. And I'm more and more recommending uh, people to make sure that they are structurally sound as well and getting, you know, even if it needs to be gentle work, like network chiropractic or a very subtle nuca or whatever, just to help with that communication pathway between the brain and the body. In Primal Trust, we do have a a bit of what we call functional neurology, which is a a field of chiropractic work and somatic work. For that reason, uh, it's part of our protocol. So we don't just do the brain and vagus nerve work. We do have some of these pieces because for me personally, I found that Um, especially just my cranial uh, connection to my spine, it's huge in, in our electromagnetic field, our voltage communication, our cranial sacral flow, things like that. Yes, I can speak from personal experience on that too. Oh, I love my chiropractor for that very reason. He's just so, so good at it. And it really does make a difference overall. I guess we've talked a lot about kind of this introductory piece to primal trust and nervous system regulation, I guess I want to also kind of bring it home to individuals of how do we know that this could be something that we need? What sort of impairments and imbalances would present itself when our nervous system is not doing great? Well, on a very practical level, we tend to rush a lot 
or we tend to get overwhelmed a lot, or we tend to procrastinate a lot. Those are three simple factors that are letting you know your nervous system is has an imbalance, basically. And then from there, there's physical symptoms like uh, maybe like, you know, headaches or um, fatigue, digestive issues, weird rashes, you know, those are weird uh, vision things. Those are some of the things that start to happen with people that are like, oh, what's happening here? And then eventually, you know, there's all the diagnoses that people can get, like the long haul COVID chronic long haul COVID is one that we we're treating a lot right now with a lot of success. Lyme disease, one of our most popular uh, success races actually with Lyme disease, with infection. So turns out, yeah, your nervous system regulating that has a drastic impact on infection. You know, the mold illness, like we talked about, you know, gut stuff. I mean, I could go on and on in the diagnoses, but it's really looking at how are you living your life? Are you rushing? Are you feeling overwhelmed? Are you feeling, you know, just constant angst inside of you. And and that is a sign that your nervous system needs some attention for illness prevention. And then there's the obvious symptoms when you're not feeling well. Well, your nervous system is, like I said, the autonomic nervous system runs everything. And so I think regardless of what you've got going on from a diagnosis, nervous system work should be cornerstone to every protocol. Today's podcast is sponsored by NutriSense. What your blood sugar is doing can significantly impact how your body feels and functions moment to moment. NutriSense lets you analyze in real time how your glucose levels respond to food, exercise, stress, sleep. So let me tell you a little bit about how it works. If you're not familiar with the continuous glucose monitor technology, basically it's a small device that you wear on the back of your arm. I swear it doesn't hurt to insert it. I promise you it does not hurt. And it allows you to track your glucose level in real time. Application is super easy. I promise it's painless. And each device lasts 14 days. Then you use the NutriSense app to help you interpret the data. So if you wear a CGM alone, all you're going to get is a number, but it's going to be hard to interpret that number based on food and adjustments and movement. And the NutriSense app does all of this for you. So if you're unsure what the app is showing you, though it is super straightforward, each subscription plan comes complete with one month of free nutritionist support. So your nutritionist will actually help you to interpret the data and provide suggestions based on your goals. Now, seeing this data in real time makes it super easy to identify what you're doing and where you need room for improvement. So if you're feeling a little bit off, where's your glucose level at? If it's super tanked or really high, you can adjust your activities in the moment based on what you're seeing. If you wake up in the middle of the night, was your glucose to blame? If you totally had the best workout of your life, where was your glucose at? Perhaps you fueled really, really well for this workout and you need to repeat it. By tracking and learning from and then acting on the data from your NutriSense app, you can expect to lose weight, provide stable energy throughout the day, better sleep, understanding which foods are good for you, control cravings, and my personal favorite, make lasting change. I've been using continuous glucose monitors now for about three years. I'm in love. I use them every couple of months to just help me kind of mitigate some adjustments I've made with my diet and movement and really tone things in a little bit. And then I'm off to the races again. So you can visit NutriSense.io slash KDP and use my code KDP for $30 off plus 
one month of free nutritionist support. Be sure to let them know that you're a listener of the Keto Diet Podcast when they ask you how you heard about NutriSense. Again, that's NutriSense.io slash KDP with the code KDP. And it also sounds like if you haven't gotten to the place where you've been diagnosed with something, the key triggers or signs being the overwhelm, angst, rushing, even though maybe you haven't been diagnosed, these are signs that your nervous system is dysregulated. And by bringing balance to the nervous system, you avoid future illnesses down the road because your nervous system wasn't regulated. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. You know, right before I quote broke and felt like I was never the same. I remember, I literally remember feeling like I can't take a breath. I'm too busy. I, I need to do this. I need to do that. And I remember feeling like, why can't I slow down right now? Why can't I chill out? Why am I not breathing? And that was within a few weeks of my breaking point. Yeah. So your body had sent you signs and you weren't listening. Like like many of us, I mean, I've had a couple of those moments in my life where it's like, oh yeah, in retrospect, definitely should have seen that that was a big red flag. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And so I guess what this leads to and what you're saying long-term with a nervous system that's dysregulated, your drainage pathways are not going to be open. I mean, we've talked about that a ton on the podcast in the past and illness prevention becomes more and more challenging and even just managing your life. It sounds like what you're saying is a lot more challenging when your nervous system is dysregulated. Are there any other pieces? Because I think what ends up happening on podcasts and just there's so much information input, you know, it, listening and, and trying to figure out what's wrong with us and how we can fix it and, and the resources that are out there. Um, I like to kind of pull it together and say, why do we care? Like when you're speaking to somebody, I don't know if you meet with people one-on-one -on -one anymore. Do you do that? Or are you mostly focused? I don't, but we have a whole team that does. I mean, every once in a while, of course, there are, there are people that I meet with. But yeah, we do have a whole team of mentors that meet and I am doing like live class. So I meet with people like live in class all the time that way. But cool. Yeah. Cool. And so when you're speaking with them, what are some of the things that you see time and time again? And what encouragements do you have for them as they're sitting across from you? Maybe even the coaches have told you other conversations that you've had, like, why are we caring about this? Why is it important for us? Just to kind of speak to that lady that might be listening, that's kind of frazzled about what we've talked about so far. Well, honestly, I think the biggest reason is if we look at our children and we look at the world that's growing up, they're growing up dysregulated. They're growing up stressed out. They're, the suicide rates of children are through the roof. They're growing up disconnected, unable to co-regulate, addicted to their screens. How do we change that? When the adults around them have nervous system regulation, are able to look them in the eye and connect, we are changing the future of our children. When the adults around them are feeling well, feeling vital, able to care for them, able to nurture for them in this crazy busy world, we are changing the future for our children because they are going to be more capable of caring for their children. And so ultimately it's about something bigger than your own health. It's about our future. It's about the fact that we are getting so disconnected, so dysregulated. Autoimmune disease is like higher than it's ever been. People are sicker than they've ever been because we're stressed out. Our bodies are losing its capacity to self-regulate and turn on its innate uh, healing intelligence. And our children are now going to be, you know, 
reaping the aftermath of that if we don't start changing. And so, you know, I say this is all about self-regulation and co-regulation in our family community so that we can, you know, stay intact as human beings and stay connected and not end up being everybody with chronic illness in 20 years from now, including the children. Mm, Yeah. Wonderful. Love that. Yeah. You're really, you're working on yourself, but in, in doing so you're supporting your family and the individuals in your life. Full, full, full. Love that. How do you respond to individuals that say, well, if I, if I just, if I achieve this, then I'll be healed. Everything will be good and I'll be okay. You know, I know from a functional medicine perspective, it can be challenging. Like you said, I did all the tinctures and the things, but I still had the parasite and it never really arrived at the healing. What does like long-term quote unquote permanent healing look like? Is it possible? Is the nervous system um, involved in this goal of everything just being okay and perfect at some point if I just get through this next protocol? What are some of your thoughts on that approach? So what I'll say first is that my definition of health is moving in and out of illness with grace and ease, which means we get sick as humans. We have disruptions. Our ability to move in it and out of it, our ability to travel, pick up a bug and recover, our ability to get COVID recover, our ability to fall and hurt ourselves and recover, that is health. What allows us to recover is the innate intelligence in our body that knows how to create an appropriate inflammatory response, an appropriate cell danger response, and then move out of it when it when the threat is passed. That is primarily regulated by your nervous system. And so what health looks like is that it's not about like fixing one thing only to have another thing pop up and playing whack-a-mole with your body. Cause that was my path. And what I see with many people is they focus on one thing with functional medicine. And then all of a sudden it's like another thing and then another thing and then another thing. And you're just doing this year after year because you're not actually resolving anything. Your nervous system is just kind of moving from one system to another of disharmony. Health is that your body on its own can come back into balance. And maybe you need, you know, it's not like I'm against medicines and supplements. Maybe you you assist it with certain things, but you know it will come back into balance. You don't like, oh my gosh, I've got this thing and now this could be months or years, just like the last thing. Like you're like, oh yeah, my body has this thing and it's going to rebalance because that's what it does. And I trust that. We are losing trust with the body's ability to come back into balance because we're so stressed out that it can't. Yeah. And I think when we are in that space, the amount of overwhelm and hopelessness that's created through that space of just, here we go again. Let's play the whack-a-mole game. I refer to the whack-a-mole game constantly (laughs) in my practice of just like the next thing and the next thing. Would you agree that that hopelessness and overwhelm is a big part of the whole situation. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. It was for me, you know, when it goes month after month, then year after year, and then doctor after doctor, it's this endless spiral where I remember I've just felt cursed. I was like, what is wrong with me? Like my body is not normal and everybody else is like, get this thing and then they get better. And it's a terrible spiral to be in. But When you start to understand and really see the pattern in your own nervous system, like, oh, I'm always having a stress response. I don't know how to feel self-assured and innate safety. Then you're like, 
is putting a spotlight on the root inside of you that is keeping you in the spiral. I don't know what it's like to be at ease deep down in my bones. That's what I need to work on. Wow. I would love to um, understand the difference between how your internal dialogue was previously when you were in that whack-a-mole game, hopelessness, overwhelm situation to now. Like, Can you take us through, and this might be a difficult question to answer. I just kind of thought it'd be cool to kind of hear how you as an individual live your life now and how different that is from previous like does that make sense like I would love to just like get a snapshot of what's going on in your brain now versus when things were overwhelming and hopeless just to give people hope that that dialogue could exist in their own brain yeah totally well I would wake before I would wake up in the morning with incredible amount of dread and overwhelm and immediately like my body would just have like be riddled with symptoms and then I'd have these two kids that I needed to get up or I'd hear them like make a sound. And I literally would just panic. Like they've got to show up and I feel so terrible inside of me. And it was like, it was just like a trauma response every morning because I woke up physically overwhelmed. And then I had kids I had to care for that were making sounds and noises. And I was so sensitive to everything. I didn't know what to eat. And then I'd come out and I'd be like, what do I eat? I reacted to that yesterday and food, the food thing, like what? do I eat? You know, like I, I don't know what to eat and I try new things and I was frantic, like, okay, here's my new thing. And every time I hear, uh, figure a new diet, I'd get a temporary calm, like, oh, okay, here's the thing. And so food, you know, but then it wouldn't work. And then I'd panic about that. But then my kids are having stomach issues too. And I'm like, what do I feed them? Like, and you know, the food thing was there and then, you know, get that done. And all day it was like, this symptom, that symptom. Oh, I've got to take this. I've got to do this. self. I mean, my self-care protocol was like three, four hours long. I swear, you know, you got your enemas, you got your this, you got your that. And, and then you open the cupboard and you like want to pass out looking at your 60 supplements in the cabinet that you have to take 2000 times a day and manage that and your kids. And now you've got your kids on supplements because you're freaking out about them. And this was my day after day. And it was all about my body and about my illness and about how do I get better. And then they want to go to the park and I have no energy to do that. I can hardly take a shower. It was just a big show. That's what life was like. And I couldn't get out of it, spent all of my money, stressed about that. And, you know, honestly, when you start simplifying things, doing the nervous system work and eating, you know, what it became differently was like, I'm going to eat in ways that I know are nourishing, even if my body isn't like in love with it. It's still nourishment. And I know I'm going to start just doing some of the nervous system work. I'm going to drop 90% of these supplements. I'm going to drop, you know, 90% of my protocols and I'm going to start focusing on living. So what I started to do is I'd wake up and I'd go to the mirror and I'd look in the mirror and I'd say, I'm going to live today. I'm going to live today. And I'm going to do things that I love today, even if my even if it's simple. And I would say, you know, and I teach this a lot, what do I value? I value nature. I value, you know, art. And so I would say today I'm going to live, I'm going to go lay in the grass. I'm going to bring my colored pencils. I'm going to draw with my kids. I'm going to do that today. And I didn't even know how to live. I forgot how to live because I got so focused on fixing myself over years. I didn't know what living was. And so I had to start each day, like I choose to live and this is how I'm going to do it. And then day after day, I started to like, wow, I lived today. I did this and this. 
And now, you know, it's different in that I've got a huge business I'm running. I don't, I don't have time to think about all these things anymore. And and that would be like the other extreme where I have to now sometimes slow down and like, okay, check in with my body. Is there any needs that I've been missing now that I'm, you know, doing well and back living so that I don't end up sick again, because that was the perfect storm before I was ignoring my body. So sometimes people will swing from one extreme to another, they start feeling well, and then they just burn themselves out again. And you've got to like find that balance of checking in with the body, but also living. Does that make sense? Yes, totally. It does. It totally does. What a difference in all of that. Yeah, you did a great job. Thank you so much for highlighting that. I would love to spend the last couple of minutes because you've mentioned your program a little bit. I don't generally do this, but I would love for you to just explain kind of what somebody can expect in your program, what sort of practices and and what sort of commitment time commitment, especially are people looking at, um, if they were to join your program, can you just tell us like what we would expect if we were to join? Sure. So when I got better, I had decided that I wanted to make the program that I wish I had had when I was sick. And so what I did is I created a community and a membership. So it's not just like a do it yourself course. It's like, we have live classes every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. So that when I was like dysregulated and I needed help, I wanted, I wished I could have just jumped on and said, somebody help me like regulate. And so that's what we have. We have a community of a lot of live classes. And then we also have a recorded, recorded courses. The recorded courses like teach you all of the, the science and the tools and the live classes are just there to help you, you know, implement things and regulate with other people that are in the same boat. And so it's a monthly membership. And it's a, you know, you can come in and cancel anytime. There's no like contracts and it's just about learning the tools, getting the support you need. As far as the time commitment, I have, it's very flexible. We, as I teach the tools, I teach a simplified option, which is anywhere from, you know, 10 minutes to 30 minutes a day. And then I teach a comprehensive option for those that are super sick. They can't do anything. I teach them, you know, an option where it's more like an hour plus a day of using tools. So it just kind of depends on your your level of need. But we do have a lot of busy, you know, busy entrepreneurs in here. And we have people that literally this is their full-time job to heal. So it's a lot of different tools that you can kind of pick and choose based on uh, what works for you. I teach you like what tools to use when and why you'd use brain retraining over somatics, for example, or whatever. So, you know, it's, it's a program to help you master your own nervous system. And it's a program to help you connect with others and help you practice together and have daily resourcing. I love that. Kathleen, thank you so much for sharing your experience, both personal and clinical and just all the things. I feel like I even have a better idea of this topic, which is always fun. Is there anything that you feel like we missed when it comes to nervous system dysregulation and anything that you feel like I maybe missed in asking you that you really feel like listeners need to know? Well, I think one thing I want them to know is it doesn't matter how long you've been sick and how many diagnoses you have. In fact, the irony is that our best outcomes are actually those that have the worst function because I think there's actually this piece is often so missing for them that they get a lot out of it. And, you know, we have stories like I just interviewed somebody last week who had was told she had to have 80% of her colon taken out because it was so destroyed. 
and wasn't working. And she did our program and in four months, it was completely healed and she was off all of her medication. You know, so that is like the extreme, like you can go from one extreme to another with a massive amount of nervous system regulation. And of course, that's a very high-end extreme example, but I share that because some people feel like, well, I've had these issues for 10, 20, 30 years. Yeah. And there's so much hope for you. So I just want those to hear that, that have been at this for a long time. The nervous system and the brain is so neuroplastic, it can change. It can change quickly and it doesn't matter how many diagnoses and how long you've been sick. Yeah, that's such an encouragement. And I'm so glad that you touched on that. Where can people find more from you and connect with you uh, all the places? Sure. So I do have a lot of free material. In fact, I have a a big free ebook that will be launching the beginning of the year on my website. It's not available yet, but maybe by the time the podcast launches and it's like a hundred pages and it's literally like a mini course to learn from. So you can find that on my website at primaltrust.org, www.primaltrust.org. We also have a lot of free material on my YouTube channel, which is Primal Trust Official, and on my Instagram channel, Primal Trust underscore official. So there's a lot of free um, information out there to really learn. And then obviously the membership you can find on my website. That's great. And we'll make sure to include all the links that you just shared in the show notes. So if somebody doesn't really know how to spell something, just click on over to the show notes and it'll all be there. Kathleen, thank you again for coming on the show and sharing. It was it was really educational. And we hope to have you back in the future. This was really great. Thank you. These questions were awesome. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed our time with Dr. Kat. Again, if you decide to check out the Primal Trust program, you can go to healthfulpursuit.com slash Primal Trust. I'll include that link in the show notes today. Again, that's healthfulpursuit.com slash Primal Trust. Okay, I'll see you back here for another episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us next Tuesday for another episode of the Keto Diet Podcast. Looking for more resources? Go to healthfulpursuit.com for keto meal plans, weight loss programs, low-carb recipes, and oodles of free resources to get you going. The Keto Diet Podcast, including show notes and links, provides information in respect to healthy living, recipes, nutrition, and diet, and is intended for informational purposes only. The information provided is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, nor is it to be construed as such. We cannot guarantee that the information provided on the Keto Diet Podcast reflects the most up-to-date medical research. Information is provided without any representation or warranties of any kind. Please consult a qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding your health and nutrition program. 